Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, Robert Bortuzzo signs an extension. Logan Brown signs an extension. Scott Perunovich continues to rehab his injury. All of that and a lot more on a action-packed episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network and your source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got an unexpectedly busy episode for you guys today. You know, woke up expecting to be another slow news day and then boom, two extensions right to start the day. Logan Brown, one year extension and Robert Bortuzzo, a two-year extension. We're going to be talking about all of that. We're going to be talking about Scott Brunovich continuing to rehab his injury, what that might mean for his development and his future with the Blues, all that and more. But first, I want to thank anyone and everyone out there for making Locked On Blues your first listen because we are free and available on all podcast platforms. Make sure you check out Olympic Hockey Daily, presented by Locked On NHL, a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed. And today's episode is brought to you guys by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Tommy. So, two contract extensions announced today by the St. Louis Blues. Seemingly minor deals on the surface, but two guys that have kind of been glue guys this season, uh, as described, I think, by Jeremy Rutherford or Luke Korak in one of his tweets. Um, First one I want to talk about is Robert Bortuzzo. Bortuzzo was making, I think, 1.75 mil this year, something like that. Um, took a pay cut on his extension. We'll be getting paid $950,000 each year. This or Next year and the year after that will be 35 when the contract ends. Not a significant contract at all. Definitely just seems like a guy they want to keep around in that 6th, 7th D spot. Uh, but like we said, a glue guy has had a really strong year this year after seeming like he was... Uh, Looking at the the wrong side of his prime last season has definitely picked things up this year. Tommy, what are your thoughts on the Robert Bortuzzo contract extension? The impact that he has on this team is extremely underrated. And solely because uh, not only is this guy, I mean, I know a lot of Blues fans, myself included, are looking for help for this team at the trade deadline. And specifically in terms of a lockdown defensive defenseman, someone that's going to block shot someone's that's going to hold down the fort there, not give the puck away. And Robert Bertuzzo has done that this season. Obviously, he's on the third pairing. So, I mean, take his skill, his age, all those things into consideration. This is a great deal for the team. And with a guy like Pat Maroon, who is your stereotypical glue guy, I mean, I think so many articles came out after the Blues won the Stanley Cup that uh, players and coaches alike said that Pat Maroon was one of the best teammates that they ever had. I think the Blues view Robert Bertuzzo in that same kind of fashion. I mean, the question at practice today was describe Robert Bertuzzo in three words. And I think half of them were what a legend. So I think that kind of says right there everything you need to know about the Blues opinion of him as a teammate, what he brings to the penalty kill uh, and what he brings in experience to this team. I think he's the oldest tenured St. Louis Blues. I think Bozier is older than him. So he's got the Stanley Cup experience and we've got, we keep saying that in interviews and all that stuff, Doug Armstrong is like, our Stanley Cup window is like two to three years time frame. We've kind of viewed it as 2023 being the last year with Ryan O'Reilly's contract being up, Tarasenko's contract being up, now Barbashev's contract being up. 
it's a very dicey situation. So to see Robert Bertuzzo extended kind of past that window makes me think that not only do they value his leadership in the room, his glue guy personality is, I mean, I don't think there's anything more electric. Maybe a hat trick is the one thing or a shutout. I don't even think a shutout, honestly, because Bortuzzo goals are more rare than a shutout for sure. So I think the hat trick would be the only thing that's a more rare occurrence uh, for the St. Louis Blues than Robert Bertuzzo scoring a goal. But every time he does, it's an electric celly and all the boys are uh, extremely excited for him. So I think taking that all of those things into consideration when the when the Blues are going to start forming their new core and that and that speed base kind of building around Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas and Scott Prunovich, although he's on injured reserve right now, obviously hoping for a fast, quick recovery uh, from whatever is ailing him. Hopefully it's not the same shoulder that he had surgery on. I think Bertuzzo is going to be a part of that. And we've seen them be a pairing uh, throughout the course of the season when Perunovic was healthy. Berube came out today and said Perunovic is a player when he's healthy but he's just not healthy right now. He's not ready to go. So I think, uh, I don't know if Bertuzzo's kind of taken him under the under his wing, but uh, from the way that they interact, their pairing, the way that they play together in this contract extension, I would uh, wager that he has done so. We'll get into the, the Scott Brunovich stuff later, but I think you hit on some really good points there. And, you know, it's not always as simple as how good of a player are they on the ice. Like, obviously there are times when, you know, Robert Bertuzzo has, has frustrated us as fans, and like especially more last season, it's been like, man, this guy seems like he's you know doesn't really have a spot in an NHL lineup anymore. But then you I'm think just going to drop a I'm going to drop a stat real fast for you. So we were looking it up before this podcast, right? And I think one of the biggest reasons that fans were a little disappointed with Robert Bertuzzo last year was he had 18 giveaways in 40 games. So this season in 37 games, he has eight giveaways. So drastically different numbers and what he brings to you on the penalty kill in terms of veteran experience. It's fantastic to have that guy on the team, be a glue guy, build that chemistry and to have him at 950,000 a year is even better. The off the ice stuff, the intangibles, you can't really, you know, chalk that up to anything you witness on the ice. It's just who do, who do guys like playing with? Who, who is going to rally, you know, their line mates, their teammates to go out there and have fun. And Robert Bertuzzo seems like a guy that everybody in the locker room loves. Um, so it definitely makes sense, especially with a potential change in leadership as the years go by. You'd want a guy like Robert Bertuzzo in the locker room. You know, yeah, sure, he's no he's no Ryan O'Reilly skill-wise, but leadership-wise, camaraderie-wise, he might be on the same level as a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. You know, we just obviously don't see that stuff because we only get to watch them play on the ice. We don't see the practices. We don't see the locker room conversations. We don't see the, the group chats with the other players. Like, there's so much that goes on beyond the the little two-hour window three days a week that we get to see into as fans. So Robert Bortuzzo, you know, being being treated this well by management, by the organization, shows that there might be a little more to it than him just going out there and hacking guys and taking penalties like we like to get on him about. So I'm, I'm happy to see him extended, you know, and it's not like it's a big contract. If he really falls off a cliff next season, you can, if you have to, you can bury him in the AHL, you can waive him or you can trade him. So it's a win-win contract for the St. Louis Blues for sure. Um, another contract the St. Louis Blues signed was one of Logan Brown, sort of an opposite story. A uh, young guy who hasn't really fully broken into the NHL yet, former 11th overall pick. Had a really strong year with the Blues and uh, limited appearances this year. So we'll be talking about that and more. But first, I want to tell you guys about Primal. 
Got beard, get primal. You heard me right. Got beard, get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Plus, the combo kits will make a great holiday gift. If you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad that you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in the beard to other products you use. So remember, the code is locked on, gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code locked on at checkout for 20% off. We'll be right back. All right, Tommy. So, Blue signed an old guy in Rob Report too. So, no offense, Robert, if you're listening, uh, you're still young at heart. Um, and then they flip flip the script and sign one of their younger guys, Logan Brown, who's played in what 17 games for the St. Louis Blues this season. Um, has had stretches where he's looked like a really strong contributor. Has had stretches where he looks like he's not quite ready for the big league just yet. Um, all in all, though, hometown kid seemed like he was psyched to play here, psyched to continue to play here with that contract. Uh, what do you like about the Logan Brown signing? The one thing that jumps off the page when you talk about Logan Brown is the size, right? I mean, the dude's a big body. Your stereotypical 1980s, oh, this guy's going to be good just because he's big type of hockey player. Um, but he's got the he's got the skill to go with it as well. We've seen his shot at times. He's got a pretty lethal shot. Uh, he's got pretty silky mitts for a big man. His... Honestly, like his archetype reminds me a lot of Tage Thompson, which I know has a bad taste uh, in a lot of Blues fans' mouths after he came out and said he was being pigeonholed. But you look at the season he's having with the Buffalo Sabres this year, uh, he's he's been tearing it up, at least for the first part. I haven't checked in on him lately, but uh, he was scoring goals left and right and was one of their, point, their top point getters for their while there, I think. So um, that's not to say that Logan Brown is – destined for the same kind of future or he could be better he could be worse but I think him being a hometown guy playing for the team that he grew up rooting for and like skating here his whole life I think that benefits the Blues uh 750,000 for one year contract is I mean that's easy money to throw at a guy that is still young and was highly touted like you said as a first round pick um and he's he's shown that he's capable of holding his own on this team uh and i think Barubi said that he's a third liner and up so you don't want to throw him in there on the fourth line and kind of diminish his minutes you want to give him an opportunity to exceed um and so i think that's why we haven't seen him in a while but also if you guys remember uh the trade was zach sanford for logan brown and a fourth round conditional pick so if he hits the 30 games mark the 30 games played this season mark uh the blues will forfeit that conditional pick i believe so i, I don't know if, if that's yeah i don't know if that's something that coach has taken into consideration but i know doug armstrong's thinking about that and i kind i feel like you kind of have to right especially because the blues this uh this upcoming draft don't have a second rounder i think that was in the buchnevich trade so they have a first a third a fourth a fifth and a sixth so if they keep this pick they'll have two fourths 
And I don't know, there's some kind of like jostling there, but like you trade, realistically, you could trade a third, a fourth, maybe throw a fifth or a sixth in there and get back into the second round, which the Blues have done pretty good at drafting in the second round. If you remember a couple guys named Vince Dunn and, oh, I don't know, Jordan Cairo. So that could be an option for the St. Louis Blues moving forward, but that also means that you're going to have to stifle the minutes and not only minutes, but the games that Logan Brown sees. So So maybe throwing him this extension is saying, like, Olive Branch of Goodwill, we believe in you. We want you to be a part of this team. We don't want you to feel down just because you're not playing, but we need that fourth-round pick. Yeah, I mean, for a team like the St. Louis Blues uh, that are, you know, contending, especially in a division like the Central, where I looked at the standings today, they're in a wild-card spot. I didn't even know that. I thought they would be doing much better. Um, and just, you know, you kind of escaped my mind over the past week or so without hockey. It's easy There's to a lot that. of fluctuation. Right. So if I'm the St. Louis Blues, which unfortunately I am not, I'm not the whole organization, um, but if I were to be the St. Louis Blues, uh, Doug Armstrong in particular, I'm looking at Logan Brown not as a, oh man, player X plays 30 games, we get a fourth round pick. I'm looking at Logan Brown purely for what he brings as a, as a player, you know? And if the cards happen to fall in the sense that, you know, game 80, Logan Brown's played 29 games and you're like, oh, we could call up Logan Brown or we could call up Dakota Joshua. Then maybe you're looking at like, okay, yeah, let's just leave him down in the AHL. But with the way that the Blues are, are positioned in the standings, I don't really think you can look, especially for a fourth round draft pick, I don't think you can look that far in the future. Be like, oh, you know, this guy really should play playing and he'll help our lineup. But that fourth round pick could be more beneficial. No, if, if the window really is, you know, till 2023, uh, a fourth round draft pick in this year's draft will not be contributing to that window unless the greatest draft deal in the history of the NHL occurs. So it would be great if they had an extra fourth round pick. It would also be great if Logan Brown earned his way to play 13 more games this season, because as it's looking right now, I, unless, you know, he gets himself a game or two and lights it up or disaster strikes, I don't think Logan Brown's hitting that 30 game mark this season. So I don't really think you can look at it from that standpoint because I don't, first of all, I don't think the Blues are going to have that choice to make. I don't think they're really going to have to say, oh man, we could really use Logan Brown, but that fourth round pick's looking real tempting. Um, but it's definitely a, a nice benefit. You know, it's, it's a, our, our depth was so good that we kept this guy that produced for us. We kept him down in the AHL, you know, sucks for him, of course, but got a fourth round pick for it. And, you know, next season, whatever, maybe the lineup looks a little different. He's a little bit more developed. Uh, you get him into the, you get him in there. You put him on the third line, and he and he plays well. And then after that, you say, "Hey, you know, you're ready for some consistent AHL or some consistent NHL time. You're in your hometown. Sign a long term deal with us." Um, but yeah, it's definitely sort of a, a stepping stone, I think, for what could be a, a potentially a per- career uh, in St. Louis for Logan Brown, at least for the next few years, you know, if he, if he ever cracks an NHL lineup, I think it would be with the St. Louis blues. You know, I don't know if it's going to be next year, but, um, it's, it's exciting to see for sure. Uh, I, I like to see, you know, those depth guys getting signed, you know, we've seen, we've seen the blues kind of struggle with their depth at defense this year and guys getting called up that have no business being an NHL defenseman, uh, and look like that. So the fact that the forward core is as pretty much solidified as it is for the next two, three years is is nice. I just want to clarify real fast. I don't think that the Blues, Craig Berube, and Doug Armstrong will like purposefully inhibit the team and say like, oh, like Logan Brown would is tearing it up right now, but like like you said, he's at twenty nine games, so we can't play him anymore. I think they're gonna do whatever it takes to win a Stanley Cup, and if that means playing Logan Brown, they're gonna play him forty five games or whatever whatever the limit is but um I like you said I don't know if he 
cracks the roster right now. So it doesn't look like it's likely. And if you can put someone in that provides the same kind of impact that Logan Brown currently has on a game, I think they'd probably do that or go with that just so you do get the fourth round pick. And so that's kind kind of what I was saying there. But I, I do think that Logan Brown has a bright future ahead of him, especially in St. Louis where uh, it seems like hockey stars are just bred and born here. Uh, so, dude, the heartland of hockey has been pumping out some bangers lately. And I think Logan Brown could, Logan Brown could absolutely uh, be the next one to fall in line with that. But those big forwards have typically had a bit of a shifted development and compared to some of the more skilled guys, look at Tage Thompson, you know, looked like he had no business even in the AHL just a few seasons ago. I think, I don't remember what he had with the blues, but he was, he was, he had like seven points in like 40 games in the AHL as a former first round pick. And we're like, okay, this is concerning. And then he goes to Buffalo and continues to struggle a little bit. And also in this year, he's like, oh yeah, I'm not just tall. I'm good at hockey. Uh, so he goes and he produces. So we could see a similar trajectory for Logan Brown, you know, former 11th overall pick has definitely shown flashes with the St. Louis Blues. Who knows? Maybe it's just a little bit of a, a shifted timeline for him. And, and three years from now, Logan Brown will be a 25 goal scorer with the Blues. I, you know, you, you never know. Speaking of though, prospects and exciting players, a guy that we were really excited about uh, just a few months ago in Scott Perunovich. I think we made some very bold claims on this podcast about him competing for a Calder and all that. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Was that you? Maybe, but also maybe not. Maybe it was us as a collective. Yeah, I think. The the royal we. I I Um, will put my hand up and say that, unfortunately, and I just want to apologize on behalf of Josh, who made such outrageous claims that does not look like Scott Perunovich will be in the Calder Trophy contention for this season. I don't know if we specified. Oh, we definitely did. You definitely did specify Me? that it was this season. So I, yeah, just I wanted to be the bigger person in our here YouTube and, comments. And if that episode wanna, is up on YouTube, I didn't want to call out names here, but Josh wanted to be vague, so I, Listen, I just wanted to stand up for what was right. Someone out there remembers better than we do which one of us was the conductor on the Scott Perunovich for Calder locomotive. So if anybody remembers. Let us know in, in the comments. So I think the all... conductor might be the one wearing the hat. but Tommy, you got me all flustered. Anyway, Scott Brunovich, not winning the Calder this year. Shame on me, or Tommy, maybe. I don't know, both of us. Uh, because he has a mysterious injury that is keeping him out of the lineup, a little concerning, maybe. I don't know. We're going to be getting into it in the final segment of today's episode. But first, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs. Right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts, and we'll be right back. All right, Tommy. So a few weeks ago, a few months ago, you made the extremely bold claim that Scott Perunovich would become the best defenseman in the NHL this season. That's not uh, confirmed yet, up, by the way. No, it is confirmed. It is. We were going to have to abs- check the comments out. No, it's 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 a hundred percent confirmed. Um, I actually just took down that video where you said it, so anyone in the comments won't be able to find it. Oh, but I remember. Um, so as much as I thought he would win the call there. Tommy over here said, oh, best defenseman in the NHL. Guess what? Neither of those things are going to happen. Um, maybe, unless he 
you know, recovers from injury really soon and then puts up 100 points in the next 40 games. Hey, Jesus rose from the grave on the third day, so all I'm saying is that anything is possible. Remember when the Beatles compared themselves to Jesus and then like, yeah. I'm not comparing them to that. Jesus. I'm just saying crazier things have happened. That's true. That that you know what that's that's true. That the Falcons blew a twenty-eight to three lead. I mean, um, how many points does Zegers have? Forty. Brunovich could Brunovich could do that. Anyways, yeah. anyways, forty games left. Scott Brunovich has been battling a mysterious upper body injury for the past few months and was just placed on injured reserve. Was he already on injured reserve? What what? What's so going he on? He was out. He was out of the lineup, and he was just it was reported that he was hurt. I I don't think they put him on injured reserve. Okay. Okay. It's because it's feeling, yeah, it's been a lot of like radio silence on Scott Prunovich. And then all of a sudden, Craig Marie comes out with these cryptic comments of, oh, yeah, you know, when he, when he can play, he's a player. Oh, thanks, Craig. No idea. When he plays hockey, he's a hockey player. No, but it was something cryptic along the lines of, yeah, when he, when he can play, he's a player for sure. But right now, he can't play. Just seems like they're kind of trying to keep it under wraps, like the David Perron injury, where they're just, you know, they don't really want to confirm or deny anything. Um, all they're saying is, yeah, not healthy right now. So the two sides of that are maybe Scott Perunovich is day-to-day right now and we just don't know, sort of like how David Braun was there towards the end. Or maybe this is a kind of a long-term thing that is uh, you know, going to shelve him for the rest of the season. I know you mentioned that he had shoulder surgery, um, worry that he could re-aggravate the shoulder. And another thing we were talking about before the podcast is – you know, this is prime development time for him. He was a four-year player at Mindaluth. Sure, he tore it up there, but you know, you you want guys to get the NHL experience as early as possible for their development. He comes in at twenty-four this season, plays a little bit, looks pretty solid, and then goes out of the lineup. It's definitely a little concerning for the projection of Scott Prunovich of will he ever, you know, reach that ceiling that we thought he had if he's spending his whole first NHL season rehabbing an injury. The highs and the lows of this season already, and just. I feel like are encapsulated with Scott Prunovich because, I mean, training camp, that's all anybody was talking about was this undersized D-man who's just slinging pucks around the ice, making it look easy. And um, for a guy to come like come in like him that I had so much hype uh, and had so many expectations, just kind of put his head down and go to work, I think, uh, is very impressive for anybody. Uh, but much less a guy that, like you said, was coming off of fresh shoulder surgery so the blues said oh we're not going to bring him up right away we're going to put him in the ahl and uh, give him some games because he hasn't played games in such a long time dude starts going point per game as a d man (laughs) in the a and they're like okay yeah we should probably bring this guy up now because he's it's very obvious that you know he's surpassed the level of play in the ahl so they bring him up and honestly he didn't look bad with the blues like there were there were a lot of times uh, where, and it was like Jake Neighbors was kind of in the same conversation with his stint. It was like, it wasn't so much that he was going out there and like, it's not like highlight real plays, right? But it's like the little things like the breakouts and the, and the stretch passes where you're like, okay, like flashes of brilliance, right? But then it's also like um, holding your own the defensive zone and like being accountable and uh, making sure that you're doing all the right things like away from the puck. And there wasn't really a time for either of them, maybe like once or twice where I was like, oh, like that one's on neighbors or like, oh, that one's on Perunovich. You know, I didn't really find myself saying that a whole lot. So anytime you've got a young guy that makes their debut in the season and comes in and you don't have that problem, I think that's always a plus And it speaks to uh, the drafting capability of 
St. Louis Blues and the kind of prospects that they have there. So uh, like you were alluding to, it is kind of concerning. I mean, you can look to as far as Vladimir Tarasenko to see the kind of impact that a shoulder injury and surgery has on a hockey player. Um, but with a guy as young as Scott Prunovich, uh, it's almost more – I don't want to say it's more concerning. I think when you think of his development – if you come across like a shoulder injury or shoulder surgery, uh, it kind of just puts like a pause in it, right? Especially if it keeps like re-aggravating. And I don't think it's going to affect like the ceiling that he has or like uh, the aspirations that he has as a hockey player. I think um, like if you want something bad enough, it's always going to be there and you can always achieve greatness over any obstacle. Uh, and I don't, I don't think it's going to like – extremely affect who he is as a hockey player. I believe he's going to overcome it, but uh, just in terms of a development, I do think it could be just kind of like an obstacle, a hurdle for him to get over. And obviously that always takes time. And for a guy like Brunovich, who, like you said, uh, went to college and did the whole thing there, which is great, but typically there are some players in the NHL that make their debut younger. Um, It just seems like time is of the essence here now and working against them as much as the shoulder might be. We can't predict the future, obviously, but um, a lot of that stuff is mental uh, when it comes to recovering from injury and just, you know, you got to put in a lot of work. You got to, you got to kind of relearn how to play hockey, you know, in a lot of cases like that, because you got to retrain your muscles, all stuff like that. Um, And Scott Brunovich is a guy that's, you know, is familiar with adversity. Um, always been undersized, always been, you know, the typical, we, we had him on, we had him on the podcast. He bit, he told us, he was like, uh, yeah, literally every level of hockey that I've ever played, someone has told me, yeah, you're too small. So that's something that he's been dealing with, you know, for, if he's been playing hockey for 20 years, 20 years. Um, and then to go a, an entire draft and not get picked and then go out after that and win the Hobie Baker, like he is not. He is not someone that's. This is going to be the first time that he's really had to sit down and, and evaluate his work ethic and his, you know, mentality when it comes to hockey. If he can get through it, I he will. You know, I, I think it. A good player will use something like this as fuel. Um, and I think Scott Brunovich has that capability. Uh, he still is young. Doesn't have a lot of mileage in terms of NHL experience. Um, even if he does, you know, break out at twenty five, twenty six in the next few seasons. Still, a lot of youth left in him, uh, especially as a you know undersized defenseman. A um, lot of value in the league right now for stuff like that. So I, I'm not worried in terms of the long term for Scott Brunovich. I'd be curious to see you know in the coming months, especially like in the off season, um, if it t- comes out that he got surgery or something, we'll get a bit of a better picture on what he's actually dealing with. Uh, but I'm not too concerned in the long run. Uh, that being said, though, we are reaching the end of our time for today's episode. Tomorrow. We got a preview. Holy moly. We have a game to preview tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Make sure you stay tuned for that. The St. Louis Blues are taking on the struggling New Jersey Devils Thursday. So we'll be talking about that Wednesday and Thursday, depending on when the episodes come out. One of them might be a recap. They might both be previews. Who knows? The only way you'll find out is if you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and that notification well, leave a comment like we were talking about earlier. If you want to point out that Tommy or I said something dumb or contradicted themselves, now you can really just put it in our face and say, um, at 28.03 in today's episode, you said this when actually you said this earlier. I don't know. Whatever. Make us look silly. We love reading the comments. We're going to try to be going through 
heart in all the comments, replying to you guys. It's a lot of fun. We love doing this YouTube thing. So make sure you subscribe to us there at Lockdown Blues. Subscribe or follow us on all of our social medias, Lockdown Blues on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.